0: Hello and welcome to Talking SME, our quickfire chat with business leaders. I'm Jane O'Gorman, Director of 10 to 2, Experts in Flexible Recruitment and Consulting. And I'm very pleased today to welcome Catherine Radin, Business Owner and Founder of Radin Solicitors, Experts in Family Law. Hi, Catherine. Welcome and, and thank you so much for joining me today. Hello. Thank you for having me. So, Catherine, you you set up Raiden Raiden Solicitors 17 years ago, uh, just a few years, in fact, before we set up Tent Two. I don't know where the time goes, yes. but but what inspired you to establish your own business?
1: I had been working in London for about 12 years, and I had two children, and I, I was just about to have my third. And although I was working part-time, I was only working um, four days a week, and my little babies were in nursery eight till six. My eldest was about to start school, and I really wanted something that was far more flexible. Right. And so I set up a firm that enabled me to be around for school pickups, really. And so um, I set up with the idea of working one, or one day a week or possibly half day a week, and um, and so that that was the main reason for establishing the business. And the second reason was in terms of clients, um, I was in a West End London firm doing divorce for very high net worth clients, and they weren't really the people I was mixing with. And right. so I thought if I set up a, a more affordable uh, firm based on all the training I'd had, but I'd be able to act for people like me who you know, maybe didn't have private jets and personal assistants and maybe just had you know a a house and a pension and so it was the two things combined really what what I wanted personally and what I
0: wanted to give to clients. Amazing and did you did you come across any any particular challenges in those first years as a business leader uh, given that that step into your own business and how did you overcome these Catherine? Well I mean it must have, probably same for you there's
1: no proper handbook on it um, <laughs> the, I mean the law society have a list of um certain rules you have to comply with, which is you know pretty obvious and that that's pretty easy to do um so I didn't really have any any particular people backing me up for it my my accountant, my first set of accountants, whenever I asked for some advice, they asked what my husband wanted, thought about the idea. Oh, um, and so I, I, I was I was dismissed slightly. But I mean, I was only working a day a week and I don't think anyone really thought I, it was possible to do it seriously. But that that was the main challenge that I wasn't really taken completely seriously by people locally but but bizarrely my the london contacts took me very seriously and they they sent me some really good work um but you know i only had to work on two or three cases but they they had confidence in my ability as a family lawyer and they weren't really interested in how i was going to set the business up but the people who were around me watching me set up the business weren't
0: were quite surprised at that whole idea well, wow. and now, obviously, the business is very successful and, and you already have a number of offices in, in desirable location, locations. Was, was that part of your initial business plan? And do you have plans for, for wider growth? Bearing in mind, as you say, you know, when you set up in the early stages, there was, a, there was your, the work-life balance element there, kick-starting a few days a week. But what, what was your view at that time?
1: I mean, that was it. I was um, I had um, an office in Shenley, which is a tiny village just outside of St Albans. Um, and then as I got busier, I needed to recruit people. So I mo- moved to a bigger town and moved to St Albans after about three years. And I didn't really, to be honest, have a pr- proper strategy or growth plan. Um, as I got busier, I hired more people and then I had a bigger office. Right. But um we were, we applied for a couple of business awards and they were quite good at um, enabling you to self-audit. And it was when we were about 10 years old, I had a look at how far we'd come and whether we had a, a blueprint now of what we'd done and how we'd done it. And I'd say since for the last seven years, I've got a quite clear strategy and I know what I'm doing next year, three years and five years time. But certainly in the first 10 years, it was just focused on providing services it was quite reactive I was providing services for the clients and then getting offices I wasn't really forward thinking properly
0: whereas would you say now you're much more proactive in that sense yes I've I've definitely got
1: I know where I'm going to be next year three years and five years time so
0: amazing proactive amazing and what would you say has been your biggest highlight um, so far, your proudest moments in starting the business? Because that's that's quite a transition from those early days to the point you're at now where you have that clear vision of what's ahead of you. What's your biggest highlight so far? Well,
1: if, if you'd asked me two years ago, I wouldn't have agreed, but now I'm through it. I think how the firm coped during COVID has been my proudest moment. We, we've got 95 people. Um, we hired a third of them during covid we didn't go on furlough we had a really good almost siege mentality all the firm everybody in the firm worked really hard they transitioned to working from home really quickly they transitioned to paperless really quickly and now where the lockdown restrictions are easing they're coming back to the office and so I, so I, I'm super proud of how everyone's worked together and, and we've continued to grow and provide services and, and we've opened three offices during the last two years. And that's that's possible because everyone's still pitched together and knows what we're doing and, and work together to do it really well.
0: Yeah, that's remarkable. That is quite an achievement, particularly, as you say, in in such a challenging, you know, few years that we've been experiencing. Um, Your reputation as a leader in your field is highly recognised, as is the reputation of your wonderful and experienced team. You've just touched on that. What would you say are the the key attributes of a a good business leader?
1: I think what makes me a good business leader is that, I still do family law, not full time, but I still do a little bit as well as running the business. So, and because we specialize in family law, I'm still able to pick out a good lawyer, pick out a good IT product that will service my family lawyers, um, get a good website that will sell our services in a family law sense. And so I think the fact that I know my product really well um, and like my team I, I'll make, make, makes me a good business leader. I'm happy to get up in the morning. I'm happy to meet everybody. And I'm still excited by the work we do. There's always some story I can tell you about some case I saw last week. So that, that's what makes me a good business business leader. I like what I do and I like who I do it with.
0: That's great. <laughs> What do you consider to be the key to finding great professionals to join the Raiden family team and to retaining them? You've touched on, you know, how much you like your team, how much you like working with them. What's your key to actually finding them? Um, Because we only do
1: family law, I, I think we're quite attractive to people who, want to develop their career there's there's lots of other firms who have lots of different areas of law and they'll they'll obviously sell the multidisciplinary but I I work really hard to say to my family lawyers that you know I've got a really good HR team who can hire a family lawyer I've got a really good recruitment consultancy Jane who helps (laughs) you (laughs) so I, I work really hard to provide really good resources for all the family lawyers Um, And so I think I think that's that's what I give them. um, And I try and give them a good working environment. We have I think it's important to have recognition of, you know, people doing a good job and have a a nice office. And they've got to feel that we're investing in them the whole way through their journey.
0: Yeah, that's very supportive and great tips there, too. Uh, What do you think is or what would you say your view is on? the most important element of of client care in business we've touched on the employee care there a little bit but particularly in your field of work catherine what do you think is the most important element of client care
1: i think clients are coming to me as an expert and they want they want to be taken on this journey as quickly and as cleanly as possible If, if some some of them want to fight and some of them want to settle Um, And I'm meant to be there as a a sounding board. If they want to run a bad point, that's fine, but they need to know it's a bad point. If if, if they want to run a good point, that's great. And I'll run a good point as as well as I possibly can. So we have to share knowledge, the two of us. They need to tell me what they want and I need to explain to them how we'll get it. Um, and And so empathy is an important element of it but it's only one of the elements because they don't come to me to pass them tissues all the time. It's, right. it's to push them along the journey, really.
0: Amazing. There's some good tips here, even in general business terms, in terms of having that and sharing knowledge and listening and understanding. So that transferability is is a good piece of advice, actually, in thinking about client care in any business. What, what would you say for you is is the most rewarding part of your work Uh, our our job is quite transactional
1: it doesn't we don't it doesn't last for very long and it's 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 really rewarding to see the clients move on with their lives after um after they've spent some time with us i i keep in touch with a lot of them and if they come to me feeling uncertain or worried about where they're going to live or how they're going to move on with their lives, the most rewarding element is seeing them move on to the next stage of their journey with a optimism for the future. And then I keep in touch and hopefully the optimism is well placed and, um, you know, they have moved on and got a nice home and a good job and a good relationship with their children.
0: Yeah, it's so important, and and it's lovely. That must be, I can imagine, such a rewarding part of what you do.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: From for our listeners out there, um, and and particularly for those who, after such a challenging few years, and you've you've already mentioned for you particularly, that's one of your proudest achievements that you have been able to come through this last couple of years and actually grow and build. Um, But for those those who are listening out there um, who are currently looking to expand and grow their business, do you have any particular tip that you would like to share with them from your own experiences, Catherine?
1: I I think you really need to look hard at what you're doing. What is your product? What is your USP? Can it be um, multiplied and sent to another office? If it can't, then, you know, don't grow You've got to decide why you're growing it. If you're growing to meet demand, well, that's great. And then the next stage is, well, how do we maintain the demand or how, how do we get more people wanting us? So really, really know your product. Get a strategy in place and think about the first, third and fifth years. And once you've done that, have confidence because the whole reason, if you if you're owning a business and running a business, you're doing it because you're a bit of a one-off anyway. And so once you've done your work on your side of things, just have confidence and go for it, because, you know, the professionals, the bank managers, the accountants, they're they're all providing some help for you. But you're the one who set up the business. And so ultimately, if you know that this is the right thing to do, you know, shut your eyes, put your hand over your nose and jump in and go for it
0: amazing (laughs) that's great tips here and some good advice Catherine thank you so much no problem Um, thank you for joining us today and for this valuable chat it has been a pleasure talking to you
1: lovely to talk to you Jane hope to see you in person soon
0: yeah me too (laughs) and to our listeners I hope you enjoyed our talking SME look out for future episodes coming soon from 10 to 2 Experts in flexible recruitment and consulting.